for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network, this is The Good News Show. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to The Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network. A beautiful, beautiful Monday, kind of warm day. Uh, it is awful nice, and uh, we're glad you're with us. We are in the month of May. You probably already knew that, but <laughs> just a little uh, reminder of that. Uh, my name is Dave Palmer, host of the program. Cecil Anderson on the other side of the glass. How are you doing, Cecil? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, busy weekend, huh? Very busy. I think I'm still recovering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there was so much going on this past weekend. Well, I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Uh, we got about 20 minutes until we're going to bring in our first guest who is in studio. And uh, I think this is going to be a really interesting and unique uh, topic to talk about. Because if you were to ask anybody who's kind of in the know in the liturgical calendar, and I, I had to look this up, uh, so Cecil, no no shame if you don't know this. <laughs> uh, if you say, hey, what's what feast day is today? Okay. Somebody who really knows or who went to mass today would say, Oh, it's this uh, feast day of St. Philip and James. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause in the American yep. calendar that, did you know that? I did know that because I go to St. Philip the Apostle Catholic Church. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. And so you knew that. I, I, did. I, did, I didn't know that five minutes ago. I just looked it up. I but was, I'm kind of sad you know that because I would have loved to have turned around the tables on you for once and asked you. I know. You. <laughs> Make me look stupid. <laughs> for once right? I actually <laughs> knew. <laughs> uh, but you know, if you were part of the Polish community, you would know know that today, May 3rd, is the Feast of Mary, Queen of Poland. And uh, I have a friend, uh, uh, Mary Jane Derndak, who is, works over at St. Peter the Apostle Parish in Dallas in the downtown area, and she has Polish an- ancestry, and she's very uh, tied into that parish. And she asked, she mailed me a week or so ago and said, hey, would you like to talk about it on the show May 3rd about uh, Mar- the Mary, Queen of Poland? And so she uh, rounded up a gentleman by the name of George Dabrowski, who here is here in studio with me. He's a prisoner. Uh, he lived his first 30 years of his life in Poland, uh, moved here in 1980, has been here ever since. And so we're going to talk about this uh, feast. We're going to talk about Our Lady of Czestochowa, uh, what today is like in Poland, the the fact that 90% of Polish people are Catholic. It's a very Polish country. It's a very Good country. It's had a very interesting past, uh, some tragedy in their past. Talk about some of the, the, the 20th century saints like John Paul II and Faustina and Maximilian Kolbe. And also, um, George is the treasurer of a, a wonderful foundation called Small Big Hearts. And it actually has a Polish connection, which we'll talk about. So George is uh, going to be on here in about 20 minutes. And then later on in the program, our friend Jacob Niemeyer, who I always mess up the name of his organization. So I'm looking at it here. I'm not going to get it wrong. It's Vera Aqua Vera Vita. All right. So you can't say I got that one wrong. I always want to put aqua, like aqua vera via via. I think you're thinking of Aquaman. So you're just trying to like. <laughs> My favorite ride is Six Flags. Oh, is it? Yeah. You've been to Aquaman? You but... know, the last time I went to Six Flags, I was so short. I couldn't go on any of the roller coasters. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so... I won't rub it in. Uh, so Vera Aqua Vera Vita. They've got an event. I love this. Uh, it's called An Evening at a Speakeasy. It's coming up Thursday, May 20th. It's going to be virtual. 
And uh, Jacob does just unique work uh, providing, you know, sustain, living, you know, sustainable water to parts of the world that need it. You know, we all take water for granted, uh, but it's an interesting story. It's very, very Catholic, and they've got an event that we hope you'll support on Thursday, May 20th called An Evening at a Speakeasy, benefiting uh, Vera Aqua Vera Vita. I'm not going to get tripped up on this one today, okay? So we'll, we'll, uh, Jake, Jacob's going to be in studio as well. All right, before that, let's talk about a few things. Very, very quickly, I want to tell everybody that if you've been listening to the 4 o'clock program on Fridays that we've had for a few months now called Back to the Father, it's focused exclusively on the teachings of St. Thomas Aquinas and the Summa Theologia. We've had a lot of fun on this show, but it has been decided that the show is better as a social media show where you can see the slides in the PowerPoint and see Sissel's hat. and you know, <laughs> Most you, imp- That was really the contributing factor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people on the radio were like, I can't see her hat. Yep. Cancel the show. <laughs> and so uh, you spoke and we listened. Okay, yep. so the show got canceled uh, because you need to see Sissel's hat. Or you Obviously. Just, it's not a radio program if you can't see her hat. So anyways, uh, this Friday we're going to have our debut of the social media show. It's going to be 2 o'clock on Friday. YouTube and Facebook, and we're going to be talking about an interesting topic. Uh, what was Adam and Eve, what were Adam and Eve like before the fall? Okay, and you're probably thinking, oh, I, I know all that. You know, they didn't have original, I don't. <laughs> they didn't have original sin, but there, there's a, a lot more to it. It's really interesting. Why does it matter? Well, tune in uh, Tuesday, social media, and we'll tell you all about it. Okay, it ties into our our final end, it ties into heaven, it ties into our our experience in heaven if we're graced enough to get there. All right, there are also uh, big, big news. Uh, Sissel, I'm so excited. Yes. Uh, you want to make the official announcement? I'm assuming we're talking about the same thing, then absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. finally can say that our Summer Speaker Series tickets are on sale right now. You can go to summerspeakerseries.com and you can purchase your tickets for our August 5th event with Father John Ricardo. Yeah, and I will say, even though obviously we're nowhere near selling out, I do think this is going to be a sellout. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Thursday, August 5th, Father John Ricardo. He's very, very popular. I bet hardly anybody listening right now has seen him in person. Mm. He's come in, he's come and spoke, I think, to Legatus and maybe some very small groups. But as far as a big talk to a large group in North Texas, I'm not aware of it. Maybe he did. I, I just don't know about it. But uh, the event is only, let's see, May, June, July, about, about three months away, a little mm. over three months away. Uh, tickets are $75. It's going to be at the Irving Convention Center in the Grand Ballroom. We're going to have great food. It's going to, we're going to be honoring the Huffines with our Transmitter of the Faith Award. It's going to be a great event. And I don't know how many people we're going to be able to have. We pray and hope that everything stays stable and gets even better as far as the COVID and all that. I don't know if there's going to be socially distancing. Right now, if we had the event, I don't think there would have to be. Uh, but let's say we sell a 1,000 tickets, and it turns out we can only have six, 700 people, right? Well, we're going to have to go back and say, sorry, the 300 of you who bought the tickets late, mm-hmm. we have to refund your money. You can't come. Okay, I hope we don't have to do that. But that's all to say there's an advantage in getting your tickets early. Okay, Absolutely. If you get them now, I can guarantee you, you're going to be able to go on August 5th. So, And Dave and I get emailed whenever tickets are sold, so I would love it if before the end of the show at least one person went on and bought their tickets and we get a little ding. That would yeah, be really wouldn't exciting. That, wouldn't that be cool? That would be really exciting. Yeah, when they went on sale Friday, mm-hmm. officially, we got quite a few that came through, and so there we've some tickets have been sold. Yep. Uh, but, but again, it's going to be bigger than usual. We had been at the Frontiers of Flight Museum. This is going to be at Irving Convention Center. Grand Ballroom 
room, $75, and you're going to get uh, food. We're still working out all the, the particulars, but it's going to be a great evening. So please go online, summerspeakerseries.com, and get your tickets, $75 each, uh, Thursday, August 5th. Uh, with guest speaker Father John Ricardo, and so I, yeah, I'm like you. I want to see uh, you. You say one. I want to see five tickets come. I through, know. Okay? I know. I would love to see five as well. You know, but I sometimes I don't want to disappoint myself. I set my standards <laughs> very low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be nice. I think we'll probably get at least one. So during the show. All right, so go to that website, summerspeakerseries.com. You can also find out more information. Sis will set that up. It's really a nice uh, landing page, I guess you could say. All right, uh, we also want to talk about the weekend that was. There were a lot of things going on. The On Friday, there was the um, Heroic Media Luncheon. I didn't go to that. My daughter did. Uh, and uh, you know anybody that went? Or? Yeah, some of the girls in my discipleship group, including your daughter, yeah. were there. So yeah. they're, I'll find out the whole scoop from them, I'm sure, tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a picture with Abby Johnson, and they awarded uh, Students for Life, won the big prize. Yes, and so uh, congrats to everybody at Heroic Media. And then the weekend came, and I was aware of three big conferences. Uh, Patrick Coffin had one called um, Restoring... Oh, gosh, what was the name of his? It actually got like taken off because oh. of the content and oh, he was talking about you know some of the, the the taboo topics that people aren't allowed to talk about these days and so they and so he's rescheduled it for this weekend uh restoring the mm. i think is his but there the two that actually happened in person here this weekend one of them was young catholic professionals we've been talking about this for months yes. because you know jen ball and uh, peter blute you know talk about it every month they come on but you were directly involved in that friday, I was. friday and saturday so tell us about it i, I haven't you you, you yeah we purpose, haven't even talked about it at you didn't all. talk about Wouldn't it but bad if i just said it was a terrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be no, pretty bad no 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 uh yeah so it was kind of a last minute uh i guess i found out kind of last minute that i was going um very grateful that i was given a ticket and um first off i came there in the afternoon i have no idea what to expect i've never been to a conference like this before and uh rowena ignacio you might have caught our broadcast that we did we got to interview some of the chapter leaders and it was really cool um but then we had the whole weekend and i heard some amazing talks um Father Ken Jarcy from the Fathers of Mercy was were there, and he was he gave a great keynote. Uh, I also have, do you know Dina Dwyer Owens? I've heard of her. Yeah, yeah so yeah. she uh, was the CEO of a pretty large company, and she was on that show, Undercover Bosses. Oh, okay. Um, so it was pretty amusing, and. I, you know, you're always worried when you come to one of these things. Oh my gosh, Dave, sorry. I have to interrupt what I was saying because we just uh, got an email. Bought a bought a ticket, sorry. <laughs> Are you going to stop every time yes. a ticket comes through? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, yeah, that's um, cool. So um, I really love the way that they structure everything because we started everything with mass. Um, confession was available at all times. We had adoration, but we were also, it's a good balance of professional development and um, obviously your faith development. Yeah. Um, and they had things worked out so that there's time for community uh, where you can meet others. There's time for networking uh, and there is time to learn more about your faith. And honestly, it was just a really enjoyable weekend. You know, you're always worried when you go to an event and you don't really know anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to make any friends, but I was very grateful to early on meet a girl from Ohio and we became really good friends. So, um, oh, is that right? yeah, okay. so, um, it's nice cause you know, you don't ever want to walk away from a conference and not, you know, taking anything back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely took a lot back actual practical things I can input into my life from the keynotes and I also took back uh, came back with some friends and felt very spiritually refreshed you know got to go to confession got to go to mass several times um, and have adoration as well 
So. Yeah. And there was a theme of St. Joseph, yes. oh, right? Oh, yeah. I, I haven't even talked about the main part. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, Saint, yeah, St. Joseph. Uh, it was called the Work of Our Hands uh, Conference, St. Joseph the Worker. And it was so great. You know, we've talked about it several times, but the um, conference was postponed from the fall, and it landed instead in May on the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. And yeah. we had a pretty fantastic guest um, for the... F- Saturday evening gala, uh, or gala, however you want to say, it. <laughs> uh, which is Jonathan Rumi for who plays Jesus in the Chosen series. And Dave, I just got to say, I was sitting at the table next to him and I was freaking out. Oh, really? Yes, he was like eight feet away from me. Oh, <laughs> wow. Evening. So you were up front. I was up front. Yes, yeah. yes. I I know. I don't know how I ended up in that section, but I did because our good friend Spencer from EWTN. Yeah, well, EWTN's a big sponsor. Yeah, they were a big sponsor. Yeah, so yeah. I was just like kind of riding the high with them. Did you talk to uh, Jonathan personally? I did not. So I know some people who did. He was there for most of the conference. I just, every time I saw him, he was either in conversation with someone else. I was eating lunch and he just walked past and I'm not going to go chase him down, you know? Um, But yeah, I didn't get to speak with him personally, but... I felt very close to him. Yeah. Any uh, takeaways from his talk or what do you talk about? Do you remember? Yeah, he talked about St. Joseph being the silent witness, um, you know, because he doesn't say anything in the Bible. So mm-hmm. it was pretty, um, he he had a good balance of um, it being very humorous, but also he told a little bit of his testimony. And I think that's what stuck with me the most. Yeah. Um, his testimony of what his life was like before he was on The Chosen. He was really kind of at, um, rock bottom and um, he just called out to God to help him because he had kind of said like don't worry God I've got this I've got my career I can handle it um, but then he really hit rock bottom and was in a rough place and he just you know didn't have money to pay bills barely had any food and he just got on his knees and prayed to God and saying I don't have this can you you know the humility and he was showing us like the yeah. humility of St. Joseph and I think that afternoon he said he got four checks in the mail and he doesn't even know where some of them came from oh really and oh, wow. so it was a it was a really good testimony and just um yeah some thoughts on St. Joseph as well yeah good so uh and you, you met my buddy Spencer Swope uh, yeah yes, Spencer is a, is a good friend and he and I had breakfast on Friday morning and he's like the uh, Southern Regional Marketing Director for EWTN. I could never remember his title. Yeah, who, else yes. was, who else was at your table? Uh, EWTN mm-hmm. folks or anybody yeah, else they so, can um, think of? There was uh, J.P. Cortez was yeah, with us and his yeah. wife. And um, then it was also a lot of Spencer's family was uh, there with him. Um, so uh, his niece and nephew were also at our table. Oh, so okay. it was just a table of six of us. And um, so, Spencer yeah. has like a, a he lives in Alabama, but he he's got like like ten kids. He does, yeah. So so. All right, well, great. Well, um, and, and the reason I was not able to go is that I had been asked to. Is there anything else about the the conference? Oh, there's plenty of things, but on? you know, but we, you know, not for the next five minutes. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, the reason I wasn't there is because I was asked. Uh, well, first of all, I found out that there was this Catholic family conference that's going on. It was put on by Regina Chaley Academy, May 1st, of course. You know, they live in a big metroplex. There's multiple events sometimes mm-hmm. the same weekend. And I couldn't believe these two things were going on the same weekend. And so then I was like, gosh, which one do you go to? You know, they're both great events. And then I was asked to MC. Uh, the Catholic Family Conference. And the lineup of this conference, think about that, uh, Bishop Joseph Strickland, uh, Steve Ray, Trent Horn, Dr. Ralph Martin, Cardinal George Pell, uh, who was going to fly in from Australia, turned out for visa reasons he wasn't able to, but he was in Rome and did a live uh, stream 
you know, presentation. Steve Ray's flight got canceled from Michigan, so he had to do a live stream. Oh, no. And also a lady named Noelle Merring. And so this was all day Saturday. There was mass and there were talks. And the, the really funny thing about this, because I've emceed a lot of events, and I've never emceed an event like this, because the – the, the the two times when I had to introduce a like a stream person, Cardinal Pell and then Steve Ray, I had to go down the hall into a different room and then sit in front of a computer and I had a tech guy, thanks be to God, who was helping <laughs> me. So I had, you know, I didn't have Kent Loney, so I had this tech guy, Avery, and I'm looking into the camera and then I see a split screen with, you know, Cardinal George Pell in this case, and I I'm talking to him and it's being projected into the conference room. So you're kind of virtual too for a little bit yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> so I, then, but then, then I'd go back in the conference room oh and I'd get goodness. up on stage. So it was kind of a hybrid where, yeah. and, and it was down the hall. I mean, it was, a, it was a bit of a walk. And so I had to go running back and forth a lot. Uh, but you know, it all turned out great and it, it was a, a wonderful event. I, I was able to visit with, uh, Bishop Strickland and I, I, cause you, you know, you and I are going to drive there tomorrow. Yes. And so I said, I'll see you Tuesday. And, uh, and so we're going to have a, a, a meeting with Bishop Strickland tomorrow afternoon. Uh, but it was, it was awesome. And, uh, there was a group there. Uh, Abby Johnson's group was one of the exhibitors. Of course, we had a table with Ave Maria, uh, Olivia Franklin and Diane Xavier were, you know, manning our table. And a lot of colleges, uh, uh were, were represented there, but it was just nice to be at an in-person event. You know, there were a couple yeah. hundred people there. How, how many people? Oh, yeah. There's about 300. And I think they said 333 was the number of oh, okay. So yeah, very specific. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did it seem like, was it you? They probably would have had more people. Under oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, they originally were at a different facility, even, and yeah. it, that got changed. Um, and so they were at a completely uh, new facility. But yeah, no, it was it was great to be with a bunch of people. They had a little dance party on Saturday night, and it, I was just like, my gosh, we haven't done this in a really mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. So and then uh, I got to go to the little after reception. There was going to be a gala, mm-hmm. but then they canceled the gala because Cardinal Pell wasn't going to be there in person. And then I got to go the uh, up to the the 14th the little penthouse up on the 14th floor of the hotel and i uh, have a you know very intimate little gala uh, a reception i guess you could say with uh, carrie beckman who's the founder of uh, regina chaley academy and trent horn uh, was there uh bishop strickland and then some of the other uh, speakers as well the noel Merring and her husband and, and that was nice you know just to be able to chat with people mm-hmm. so it was a it was a great weekend it would have been a nice weekend to be able to bilocate uh, yeah, be everywhere like to i know been, uh, to both of the events uh but it was awesome and uh i'm trying to think of what else is coming up are there any big conferences well, between one- uh, Oh, between now and yeah, when? between now and ours. Uh, uh, yes, yes, uh, fullness of truth in June, right? Yeah, yes, the that's fullness right. Of truth, it's that's uh, right. Saint Elizabeth, which is interesting because it's Steve Ray. Yes, it's Trent Horn. And it's uh, Deacon Harold Brooks Sivers. So if you're kicking yourself for me missing them last weekend, yeah. you have another opportunity to see at least those two guys. Yeah, and I might be emceeing that one. I don't know. I'm, I'm and in. you miss if you miss seeing Dave MC <laughs> this last weekend, you can come out June 11th and 12th. Have you ever emceed an event? I no, I don't think so. I don't think yeah. I have, unless you count like a really small group of young adults at an. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting experience because I, I I think I've gotten better at it over the years. Sure. I've been doing it for many years. It's uh, you know it's it's you you got to keep track of time and you got to you know uh, you know mingle with the crowd and mm. I I I think it. 
fits my, you know, kind of skill so. set. You know, I, I enjoy doing, I like people. Got to run into a lot of people that I knew. Yeah. And so it was, it was, it was just good events. So thanks to, uh, Young Cats Professionals. Congratulations on the great event. We'll have, uh, either Jen or Peter in, uh, soon for another segment with them. And also to Regina Chaley Academy for their great events. So, all right. So that does it. Let's take a quick break. And as promised, we're going to come back with George Dabrowski and talk about today's feast day for Poland and for Polish people here in, around the world, Feast of Mary, Queen of Poland. What's that all about? Well, you're going to find out here in one minute. So stay with us. Hi, this is Dave Palmer here at the station. I am so thankful for the many ways that you, our listeners, have blessed this station over the years, such as praying, making pledges, or donating meals, or volunteering during our charathons, or being a parish speaker. I'd like to suggest also two other important ways that you can help us. One is to support the sponsors you hear on this station, especially during our current crisis. And another way you can support the station is to become a sponsor. If you're interested, just email me, davepalmer at grnonline.com. KATH 910AM sponsor Sacred Heart Books and Gifts in Dallas is your one-stop shop for all things Catholic. Religious books for all ages, unique gifts for every Catholic celebration, and much more. Our local Catholic bookstores need our support. Sacred Heart Books and Gifts is located at the northwest corner of Coit and Campbell Road in far north Dallas. Visit today or call them at 972-250-2100. That's 972-250-2100. We are back. This is the Good News Show. Dave Palmer, Cecil Anderson, and you. And uh, big news, the Summer Speaker Series has sold out. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. We didn't sell out. We're not uh, even close to selling out. But we did get uh, one person that bought tickets. Uh, uh, again, no big pressure. I, I promise you a month from now, you can buy, you can get tickets. I can, I, I'm pretty, I, I think that'll be the case. But uh, we did send out mail outs uh, to different parts of the state. And so there's going to be people coming in from Houston and San Antonio and Midland. So I can't guarantee, I can guarantee you can get tickets right now. So if you want yours uh, for the Father Ricardo event on uh, Thursday, August 5th, uh, tickets are available right now. Go to summerspeakerseries.com. All right. Uh, as I mentioned a couple of times, today it, for uh, Polish people around the world uh, is the Feast of Mary, Queen of Poland, May 3rd. And I have in studio with me George Dabrowski, who has lived in this country uh, since 1980, lived his first 30 years in Poland. And he is a parishioner at um, St. Peter the Apostle Parish in Dallas, uh, where um, uh, Mary Jane Durndack also is a parishioner. And so, an interesting parish, and we want to talk about that and also this feast day. So, George, welcome. Thanks for coming into the studio today. Thank you very much for inviting me here. All right. I'm so, glad to be here. What brought you to America in 1980? Uh, it's just, I came here basically on on my own. Yeah. And and since the political situation in Poland changed after the Solidarity Movement yeah. and martial law started, and uh, the opportunity was here to work, so I started looking yeah. to using my degree, which is in telecommunication uh, from Poland, uh, engineering degree. Uh, so I found a job from the small company, that time was small company, I don't know if you remember MCI, which yeah. merged with Verizon later on. Yeah. And since that, I start, I worked for that company until 2015 when I decided to retire. Yeah, good. 
So now you've you found a parish, uh, St. Peter the Apostle, which uh, is not exclusively Polish, but has a very large Polish uh, uh, membership or a lot of parishioners. Tell us about the parish, especially as it kind of ties in with the local parish, uh, Polish community. Yeah, the parish is very unique. The, the parish is located in downtown Dallas, close yeah. to the cathedral. And really the history of this parish is unique because it was the first African-American Catholic church and Catholic school in Diocese of Dallas. Okay. Of course, the geographic change in 80s in the area as the development um, expanded yeah. in that area. Like uptown and all that? Uh, uptown. Yeah. The, that Catholic school was closed, I think, late 90s, uh, late 80s. Uh, I arrived to Dallas 89. So the Polish people joined this parish in 1986. Mm. So it was a few years after uh, after the, par- the, the Polish community joined the, this parish. So, but I remember the school was still open and it was run by sister, Catholic sister, and it was closed. And the school was taken over by the sister, Notre Dame sister, and it's, uh, it's for the people, for the kids with the special needs. Yeah. So the school is separate from the parish as far as uh, activity, but parish, sh- parish is, uh, there is an English service and very active African-American community who who support that service, and a lot of people from uptown now, it's coming more so and more. So it's a very diverse parish. It's very, very good diverse. We have people from different country, people speaking with different accent. But yes, originally it was African-American first Catholic church yeah. in the Diocese of Dallas, the yeah. first Catholic school. And when we joined that parish, the uh, that parish as a Polish community in 86. So we have, since that, we have service in Polish language, which is on Saturday 4.30 and Sunday 11 o'clock. Mm. The priest is, the Polish priest over there working all these years, and they are from Society of Christ. Society of Christ was founded by the Car- Polish cardinal after the Second War just to serve Polish emigrants who didn't return to Poland after the Second War for political reason mm-hmm. to serve them, you know, Catholic service. Yeah. Tell us about the significance of this day, May 3rd, uh, which is uh, the Feast of Mary, Queen of Poland. Uh, first, to start off in what would it like be like or what is it like in Poland today? Uh, to, to, you know, how big of a deal is it? Well, this is the one of the biggest holiday, religion holiday in Poland. It's also tied to the uh, to the state holiday because we the same day the state celebrate the first democratic constitution of Poland, which was declared on May third. Mm-hmm. So the May third constitution, which is considered the second constitution after United States democratic constitution written, but the holiday is really the Polish holiday, uh, Catholic holiday, Queen of Poland, uh, and it's related to uh, to the history of the devotion of devotion of the Polish people to the blessed virgin mary mm-hmm. okay from the very beginning when back nine, nine uh, back in 966 when poland would baptize as a state yeah and that's considered the birthday of poland yeah as a state uh, there was uh, always uh, the very high devotion to the blessed virgin mary the first uh, polish anthem was the song of the virgin mary 
and uh, the famous place started in 1382 when uh, one of the Polish duke, Vladislav, invited monks from Hungary and he gave the land and the lich chapel in the city of Częstochowa. The Pauline monks that came from, who came from Hungary called this hill Jasnagura, which is Bright Mountains, and they create the shrine and sanctuary for the special icon, which was also donated at the same time by the same duke. And the icon is the image of the Virgin Mary holding her son. This was extraordinary icon because as a legend has that that was one of the two paintings that were painted by the son Luke himself on the board from a table from the Holy Family Nazareth. Holy. Is that Chesterhova or that's, is that that's the Chesterhova is the city? Oh, okay. That, uh, bright mountains is the is the hill in that city, which was the, the that's the land what was donated yeah. by the Duke, and that's where the shrine and sanctuary is located of uh, Our Lady of Chesterhova. Right, that's what we call Lady of Chesterhova. Yes, okay, right. okay, and we call also Black Lady because the the face of Mary, Virgin Mary, and Jesus is black. Black so Madonna. Black yeah, Madonna I'm so right. jealous. You know. Poland has this feast day, and it's. Yeah, I think you told me before we went on the air that Poland's about ninety percent Catholic, yeah. and you know Mexico has December twelfth, and the whole country. Well, you know, most of them, they, they, yes, they, they right. everybody knows that that this is a big deal for Our Lady of Guadalupe. We don't really have anything like that here in America. I mean, of course, we have the Universal, the Christmas, mm-hmm. and the Easter, but there isn't anything that I can think of in America where we have something Catholic that the whole country. But that that's kind of neither here nor there. But uh, for the sake of time, let me let me. Uh, Ask about how the the parish celebrated this because I think you all had a celebration yesterday, right? Yes, we had celebration yesterday in Poland. There is a day off today, so there is a holiday for yeah. the Poles, the extra weekend day. <laughs> but we we had celebration yesterday during the our regular eleven o'clock yeah. uh, mass, Polish mass. So we had a the, we had to scale down the whole celebration because the COVID restriction, but we did have a. Decorate the pole, the icon of the Black Madonna with the white and red flowers, mm. and uh, which is the color of Polish flag. Uh, we decorate. There was a Polish group, folk group, which was dressed with the folk dresses and participated in the liturgy. There were special songs for that occasion. What we sang, songs what we sang. And it was dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. So that's that was we couldn't do more outside like mm-hmm. a picnic or something because the restriction yeah but yeah. that's that's that was this but everything what we could do in the church and and during the liturgy was very uh, unusually and it was dedicated for this particular yeah. holiday and day that's awesome george Dabrowski joins me uh parishioner at saint peter the apostle parish in dallas he's also the treasurer of a foundation called Small Big Hearts, and they are located online at smallbighearts.org. And I visited the site, and boy, I just melted because these beautiful children who are being helped uh, by uh, folks here in America. We only have about five minutes, but I just want to let you explain the Polish connection to Small Big Hearts and what this is all about. Yeah, this is, this is the non-profit organization we are registered in the state of Texas, and it's 
really the work of the volunteers from the Polish community who help the family who are arriving to Dallas Medical City for the treatment of the kids who were born with the defected well, with a special syndrome which affects their brain. Uh-huh. So that has to be done because otherwise if that surgery, surgery is not done, the brain when the brain grows and the scalp doesn't grow, there is a lot of pressure and can cause the problem with the, the, the develop, developing the child. Yeah. The most important thing I think is how we were founded. And it was organized by one of the Polish parishioners who back in 1999-2000 received a lot of help from the Polish community in Dallas. He was a student at that time, and unfortunately, he had to be treated for the leukemia, and the treatment was for about a couple of years. So he, we Polish community, his parents were coming from Poland, rotated every half a year, but we Polish community helped him a lot and parents when they stay here. It's about five years ago, the Polish priest received a call from one of the family coming from Poland for that treatment to Medical City, and they asked for help to pick them from the airport and maybe someone who helped them to do translation during the doctor visit. Where he decided, that was his idea in that time, to see this as an opportunity to sort of pay back to, for what he received from Polish community, give back to the other people help. So he organized group of his friends and, and Polish parishioners here and organized the first help for that family back in uh, uh, five years ago. Uh, and since that, we have about 20 volunteers from the, uh, from the Polish community and we take care about family from the time they arrive to the Dallas Fort Worth, give them transportation to the medical for the medical treatment, doctor visit. We do the translation, help them with the bills, help them financially many times. And so they feel like they're at home. They can concentrate only of the medical treatment of the child. Mm-hmm. This is has very we all volunteers have a very personal attachment to that because we are motivated by our Christian faith, of yeah. course, what we are doing, but also the story of the family when they receive this kind of help, unexpected help uh, for many of them, when they see that, that a stranger who just they met a day ago are doing so much for the child, accepting the child the way it is, they feel much stronger they taught us, they expressed themselves, they feel stronger to even be more parent for them child to do more all this uh, effort to to collect the money and bring them here for the uh, for the treatment. Yeah, we don't have uh, any uh, more time to talk about this, but I invite everybody listening to go to the website uh, smallbighearts.org and just look at some of these children. They are so beautiful, and they have what's called Apert syndrome, uh, Apert syndrome, and you're just we're just going to have to leave it at at that. Uh, and, but but if you feel compelled to to support them or learn more about this, and also the connection with Saint Peter the Apostle Parish in uh, Dallas, uh, you can uh, go there. And if you want to check out a, a Polish Mass sometime, uh, you can go and uh, visit their website as well. They're located at 2907 Woodall Rogers Freeway in Dallas. So, George, we we'll have to leave it at that. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, great job talking about both of those. And we ask for the intercession 
of Mary, Queen of Poland、yes. uh, today as well. <laughs> And hello to all the, the wonderful Polish people that are listening to our broadcast today. Thank you very much, George. We are going to take a break and we are going to talk about an organization called Vera Aqua Vera Vita. All right.、Uh, Jacob Niemeyer is、uh, my guest. He's been、uh, a frequent guest and we're talking about their Thursday, May 20th. Evening at a speakeasy. It's going to be virtual. Really neat event. A, a wonderful organization. So we're going to talk for the remainder of the show to Jacob about this organization and this event and invite you to participate. So we'll be back. Claritas is a Catholic men's group that meets quarterly to celebrate our rich Catholic heritage. The evening starts with a whiskey tasting, cured meats, and cigars before an inspiring talk by an engaging Catholic speaker dressed as coat and tie. Claritas's next gathering is Thursday, May 20th in downtown McKinney. If you know a committed Catholic man aged 18 and over that may be interested in attending, they can find out more information at the website claritas.page. That's claritas.page or email claritas1917 at gmail.com. Hi, this is Norma Duane with My Mutual Mortgage, a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. My husband Bob and I have been longtime supporters of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are praying for our country and all that are affected by the coronavirus. The drastic fluctuations in the market have caused mortgage rates to drop to record lows. If you'd like an analysis of your current mortgage rate, payment, or term, we can be reached at 817 527 That's 817 527 My Mutual Mortgage is an equal housing lender, NMLS 12901. Catholic Charities Fort Worth's mission is to provide service to those in need, to advocate compassion and justice in the structure of society, and to call all people of goodwill to do the same. They offer services such as free income tax preparation service through their VITA program, rides to COVID 19 vaccination appointments, information and resources related to the winter storm, and transportation services. For more information and resources, visit CatholicCharitiesFortWorth.org. This is Tony Beshara. My wife Chris and I own Babbage and Associates. We are the oldest placement and recruitment firm in the state of Texas and proud sponsors of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are also members of St. Thomas Aquinas in Dallas. Babbage and Associates offers candidates insights into the current job market and provides professional candidates we have interviewed on a face to face basis to our employers. Our number to call is 214 823 or you can find us on the web at Babbage, B A B I C H. All right, we're back, and this is the Good News Show. It's 38 minutes after the hour, and、uh, it's just a quick update、uh, with our summer speaker series. We just had still the one person that bought tickets, right? All right, your prediction is going to be coming true. I know,、uh, but I mean, I would love it if your prediction came true. I know, I said five. Okay. This is one time I don't care if you win, Dave. <laughs> Normally we're pretty competitive, but this is one time I'll let it go. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs>、uh, August 5th is our Summer Speaker Series event. Father John Ricardo is going to be our speaker, and、uh, there's a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement. The、uh, thousands of postcards went out, and、mm-hmm. so no pressure, but、uh, there are going to be people coming in from, you know, San Antonio and Houston and West Texas. So, If you want to get your tickets, you know, we're nowhere close to selling out right now, but I predict this is going to be a sellout.、Uh, so go to、um, summerspeakerseries.com if you want to, to get your tickets. They're $75 each. An event that is going to be much sooner than that is the evening at a speakeasy benefiting Vera Aqua Vera Vita, Thursday, May 20th, beginning at 7 o'clock. It is an exclusively A、uh, virtual event. It's going to have inspirational speakers and testimonies, an online auction, raffle, and、uh, incredible entertainment. And、uh, joining me now is the、uh, founder 
uh, and uh, executive director, uh, let's see, what's the title? Yeah, founder and executive director of Veracqua Veravita, Jacob Niebuyer. First time you've been in studio, I think, in a couple of years. So good to see you. Yeah, thank you for having me back. And a lot has happened uh, personally as well. You've got well, you you've got two children since I last saw you, and yeah, so well, one's in womb and one's out of the correct. womb, right? Yeah. Yes. So tell us about what's going on in your personal life. Yeah, of course. Uh, my wife and I are happily married a year and a half now, uh, coming up, I guess, on two years in September. And we have a a ten month old son. His name is Luke Henry. All right. He is a handful. <laughs> Nonstop energy, as my mom constantly tells us she's he says she says that he's exactly like i was oh. when i was his age <laughs> it's payback so, like right? father like son <laughs> yeah that's great uh, and we're expecting our second uh, my wife is uh 12 weeks coming up on 13 weeks okay. along so pretty early on yeah, yeah still yeah. still just actually very nearing the end of the first trimester yeah um, but praise be to god um baby and mommy are healthy and we're just really excited for the Lord's work in our lives and our family. Yeah, that is awesome. Tell uh, tell our listeners what the kind of mission and purpose is. I, I know there we can never assume that everybody's heard all the other interviews that we've done. Uh, what is what is the purpose of Veracqua Vera Vida? Well, what's it all about? Yes, thank you uh, for for that very poignant question. It's Veracqua Vera Vida is Latin for true water, true life. And if uh, the Latin name doesn't give it away, we are an organization that is very much proud of our Catholic virtues and our Catholic values. And we're rooted in this mission to bring clean water to communities in need in developing countries, kind of following that call to be hands and feet of our Lord Jesus Christ to those in need through corporal works of mercy, bringing that life-giving drink to the thirsty, right? Mm -hmm. Like he says in Matthew 25. And for us as an organization, it's not just about bringing that physical need to the people, but it's also about bringing them an encounter with the living water of Jesus Christ. John 4.10 is kind of one of our core scriptural inspirations where Jesus says to the woman at the well, if you knew the gift that God has for you, you would have asked me and I would have given you living water. Mm -hmm. There's this uh, quote by Pope St. John Paul II that goes, if we're doing mission work and we're not bringing the good news of the gospel, then we are wasting our time. Yeah. And so for us as an organization, we take that calling to heart, and that's very much front and center in what we're trying to accomplish. And we do this in a way that we we encounter these people and meet them where they are with a physical need. And then we show them why we're doing what we're doing and then expose them through the theology of the body actually to this living water of Jesus Christ, which is the source that nourishes the body and the soul together. We cannot keep those distinct or separate. Mm. And our hope is to uh, put the global water crisis in the history books and do it in a way that is sustainable by recognizing the dignity of Christ in each of these people that we're serving through empowering them with inclusion and ownership and the solutions that we implement training for the solutions and operation training for the solutions that we implement and general education, which includes that theology, the body element so that we're nourishing the whole person and hopefully helping, hopefully helping them go from simply surviving to truly thriving. Yeah. yeah. You know, water is something we all, most of us take for granted, you know, other than 
air, it's the most necessary thing, and air is you know, kind of everywhere, right? So we don't think about it. Yeah, it's ubiquitous, <laughs> like everywhere around us. But water, I think a lot of us were reminded of water back in the uh, Snowmageddon, back in February, where a lot of people either got too much water flooding into their houses or it got cut off. And, uh, you know, uh, but it's it's just such a such an important need that, you know, what well, with the, you you go what seven days or without it, you can die, right? I mean, yeah, you know, actually less. Is that, um, is that right? Three or okay. four days. I mean, obviously it depends on uh, the environment that you're in, and the, yeah. if you're in a very dehydration environment like a desert, you're gonna not gonna last as long. Right. But if you're right. in like a, a maybe more of a humid environment, you might last a little longer. Yeah, you guys were going strong. Was it Peru that you were uh, working in? What, what, what country? Yeah, yeah Peru. Peru. And then, and of course, COVID still, hit, and I think that kind of stopped everybody a little bit. So what, what's, what's the status on the work that you're doing right now? Yeah, praise be to God. Uh, we are now back up and running, okay. so to speak, and with moving forward with two new projects in the Pura region of Peru. You, you remember correctly, Dave, we are working in Peru. Yeah. And yes, uh, we, we've completed one project to date there, but it was a big project. And by all estimations, for, especially for an organization as, as small as we are, our first project, we were able to provide access to clean water for 7,000 people mm. in the community of Monte Castillo. And now we're kind of taking a little bit of a different trajectory. Like I mentioned, we have two new projects. We're actually about to begin those in the next few weeks. Uh, we're collaborating with the Pura Regional Government and a couple other local NGO and partners on the ground there in that region of, of Peru, which is the Pura region is in northwestern Peru. Mm. And we, in addition to those two communities that we're about to start working, we have five other communities that we've built a short list of needs for. And they're, so in total, like if you can do the math, two plus five, we have seven wait, wait, communities. <laughs> we have seven communities that over the next couple yeah. of years we're going to serve. And wow. we prioritize which order we're going to serve them in based on objective criteria and high-level categories like project success and project impact that we look at from data we collected from them. This is all part of our sustainable empowerment approach. You know, right? We want our donors to know that we're good stewards of their dollars and where they're mm-hmm. giving their money to is going to where it's most needed and where it can have the highest chance of sustainable success. Yeah. And then secondly, we're doing this for the benefit of the communities. If they're not showing a sense of ownership, showing a sense of engagement, showing a sense of, you know, I want to be a part of this, then it's very likely that a solution that we're going to bring to their community will not be sustainable. And mm-hmm. that's certainly not something that we want. Do you have, uh, I mean, people in your organization like boots on the ground there, or is it exclusively folks that live there that are doing the work? Uh, do you, are you sending people to these various, you know, you, I think you said two and then you know, five, 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 in the, five in the works? Or yeah. uh, Are people from America traveling out there to do the work? Uh, not since COVID. Yeah. And and so that's been one of the, the biggest challenges, and that's one of the things that really brought us to a, essentially a virtual standstill last year in terms of progressing forward with moving forward with these two new projects and uh, fi- you know the five the other ones that we have on the short list and what what's come to what's come to happen in Peru is you know obviously we all know what happened with covid here in the US mm-hmm. uh, but relative to Peru we had it pretty easy oh really uh, and in fact Peru is still getting hit very hard so right at the beginning of covid last year Peru 
went into a very strict martial law almost level lockdown. Mm. Um, and I mean, like, people were not allowed outside of their houses on certain days. If you didn't have a permit, gov- government issued permit, you could not, you could get arrested if you're outside of your house doing work that's not issued by the government wow. as deemed as a uh, priority. Example of how intense it was, a lot of the communities that we work in are very rural and they, their main primary economic engine is agriculture mm-hmm. and farming. The government don't know why, but they deem that as a unnecessary <laughs> thing. Food, food is unnecessary, right? Okay. So people could get a, were getting arrested and at the very least fined for going out and tending their fields. Wow. During the height of this pandemic, that lasted until the end of June, which during that time we were able to do almost nothing on the ground there because of the slowdown of everything. Subsequently, we got back to work in July, but then now, just recently, just the last couple of months, they've gotten hit by the second wave of the pandemic caused by the Brazilian strain of the virus, and so they're back kind of to not as level, uh, not as intense of a level of mm-hmm. lockdown, yeah, but still uh, very intense quarantine restrictions. They've extended their state of emergency until September 2nd. Oh, really? Wow. Which for uh, us uh, brings with it this, well, and for all those that are coming in from international travel, brings with it a 14-day quarantine mm. upon arrival in the country, Yeah, which means that we can't really get down there and send people down there to do mission work because, frankly, they can't. we can't afford to be there for 14 days mm-hmm. sitting in a hotel. Right, right, right. yeah, doing nothing for exactly. 14 days, then starting. And then that, start something. Yeah, And so yeah. we've been managing all of our project and program work, uh, and it's been a little of an adjustment, but using our local boots-on-the-ground volunteers, <clears throat> and we have a very amazing uh, Peru project liaison that's down there in the Pure region, and then we're working with our partners, and we've found a way to make it work, but it has been a, an ad- <clears throat> adaptation we've had to make. Yeah. Jacob Niemeyer is my guest. He is the founder and executive director of uh, Vera Aqua Vera Vita. You can... Uh, be easy on yourself and just go to givetruewater.org and you can find out about their mission and also about their evening at a speakeasy event benefiting Veracqua Vera Vida Thursday, May 20th. That's just, uh, 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 what, 17 days away. So it's uh, two weeks from this Thursday, 7 o'clock in the evening. It's a virtual event, inspirational speakers, testimonies, online auction, raffle, incredible entertainment. So tell us what uh, folks are in store for that night. Uh, what do you what do you got planned? Yeah, so you highlighted the big big ticket items, right? Uh, it's going to be a jam packed hour program. We know that this virtual world that we've been living in, so to speak, for the last year year and a half, uh, has many of us very exhausted and tired of virtual events. And so keeping that in mind, we are giving our all into a one hour program. So it's not going to be over long, but it's going to be well worth the attendance. We have inspirational speakers, as you mentioned. Jeff Scheffelbein 
will be our master of ceremonies. So that name may ring a bell with some yeah. of the listeners. Does that sound familiar, Cecil? I, I don't. No idea. Yeah, she's scratching her head. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I don't. That doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. No, of course. Yeah, Jeff. Um, Jeff <laughs> Jeff's one of our DFW Alive uh, hosts, along with Cecil. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. Of course, we know Jeff. Yeah, and then our keynote is actually a pre-recorded. Uh, keynote from the pastor of Santissimo Sacramento Parish in Piura, Peru. And he is uh, actually an American citizen that has now, uh, I'm sure maybe by now is a Peruvian citizen, I'm not 100% certain, but has lived in Peru for 28 years uh, as a missionary priest. He's the pastor of the Mission Center in Catholic pa- uh, Parish, Santissimo Sacramento there in Piura. Amazing man, very inspirational. He's done so much to help the people of Piura, and we've worked closely with him to accomplish our first project in Monte Castillo, and he's been a great advocate and a resource for us to continue our work to serve these seven new communities that we're going to be serving over the next couple of years. And he's going to talk about that, so that's very exciting yeah. as well. Let me ask you this. Last Tuesday night, I was the MC of a virtual event for Casada High School in Fort Worth, okay? But we, we were in a, a studio in downtown Fort Worth, and I was in front of a green wall. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it's the second year in a row I've done it like this virtually. Is that what y'all are doing? Are you in a studio, or or where, where is it going to emanate from? Great question. So we're going to be using the ubiquitous, seemingly ubiquitous uh, video platform called Zoom yeah, to yeah. Uh, help us leverage the ability to pull off a virtual event. And every, every one of our team members, including um, all the live participants that aren't you know, on the planning committee, will be attending the Zoom from their own. Okay, homes. so you'll be spread out. Yes. Okay. Uh, and so, yes, that's how we're going to be managing that. And we're also going to have jazz music. Uh, a magician, Giancarlo Bernini, is a Catholic magician here in Dallas. I don't know if you all great name for a magician. <laughs> yeah, and so he's uh, he's going to wow us magic. with yeah. uh, some tricks and uh, some connection to our mission. So that's going to be very cool. And then we have the biggest way to to fundraise for and help us hit our goal, our thirty thousand dollar goal for our fundraiser event, is to participate in our online auction buy raffle tickets, or give a direct donation. Or if you're an organization or your company is interested in sponsoring, we have some sponsorship opportunities as well. 100% of the proceeds raised will go to giving clean water to the people that we're working with in Peru in these next few projects. With the $30,000, if we were able to hit that goal, we'll be able to provide clean water to 600 people. That's $50 per person. Mm. It says here, the raffle, one of 13 incredible vacation packages. Mm. Giving away 13 vacation packages? Well, you get your choice of Oh, one of oh I, I got you. I was going to yeah. say, my goodness. All yeah. right, so give me an idea. What are some of them? Like, uh, yeah. where, where, can, where can somebody choose from? You got like a menu, and you can say, oh, I think I'll do that Correct. one. Yeah. There's 10 destinations in the U.S., big-time cities like... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, like Denver, Colorado, okay, uh, Miami, and then there are uh, a number of international locations: Tuscany, Italy, of course. Yeah, that's in Italy, of course. Yeah, uh, and then. I'm um, drawing a blank on one of the, the other international location, but they're, okay. they're all listed there on our website. Oh, that's cool. So are you going to be uh, part of it? Are you going to give a talk or a little update? Yeah, or? I will be giving the kind of the corporate update on what's going on with Ferraco Veravita and kind of giving some of the facts of what our work is looking like in Peru. 
do you have beyond you know folks participating in this event and buying raffle tickets and making donations and trying to help you hit this thirty thousand dollar goal? Do you need anything else? Do you need volunteers? Do you need people to you know do help you with the organization or uh, any other needs? Overall, yeah, we'd love to. Uh, hear from you if you're interested in giving of your time to volunteer. We're always looking for new people to come on board for whether that be a, a one-off type of uh, planning committee like our fundraiser event committee or a more long-term uh, commitment to volunteer with us, helping us with our marketing, our communications, uh, business administration opportunities, fundraising. Uh, even if you, if, you're, if you speak Spanish, we'd love to talk to you as well uh, and you're interested in helping us do some translation Obviously, English, English and Spanish, we have to do that all the time mm-hmm. considering our work yeah. in Peru. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. Okay. And just participating in the event itself, that's free? It is free to do attend. They need, they need to register ahead of time or what's the, what's yeah. the, what so, do they do? Also a fantastic question, Dave. So like I mentioned, we're going to be on Zoom. will be yeah. the platform that we'll be using for what we're calling the live interactive version of the event. But we're going to be pushing that Zoom recording live streamed out to our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. So those are really the three ways to participate. If you want to participate in the Zoom, we encourage you to RSVP for free via the links that are on our website at thegivetruewater.org. You can click on the banner on the top of our webpage, and it'll take you to there, and you can follow the instructions from yep. there. All right, and real quickly, because we're just about out of time, I think the music's going to start here. Givetruewater.org is the website. It's Thursday, May 20th, two weeks from Thursday, 7 o'clock. It's virtual, and Jacob said it's going to be an hour. And uh, Jeff Scheffelbein, a magician, uh, jazz music, packing a lot into one hour. Why, why the theme? Explain that again. Yeah, speakeasy. so it's kind of been this... Uh, uh, theme that we've had from the very beginning and we just love the idea of that and, and it's actually really quintessential too considering now we're in the the new era of the roaring 20s yeah, if you will yeah right uh, right the hundred years doesn't feel know, quite like moved. it's roaring no quite yet, it doesn't but, uh, <laughs> they say that after this pandemic it might, uh, it might roar, it might roar. but yeah. then, you know what followed the roaring 20s was the great depression <laughs> yeah. so we got to be careful right <laughs> Uh, Jacob, thanks so much. I, I wish and pray for uh, the, the great success for this event, and I invite all the listeners to check out this website, givetruewater.org. It's Vera Aqua, Vera Vita, and I said it accurately every single time, so so, okay? Uh, Jacob, thanks for being here. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Guys. Thanks, everybody. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Mary, Queen of Poland, pray for us. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for the Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show. KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Join Catholic author Dan Burke as he reveals the wisdom of the saints from his latest book, Into the Deep, Finding Peace Through Prayer. The event takes place at Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary Catholic Parish in Decatur on Saturday, June 5th at 9 a.m. In this dynamic series of talks, Dan will reveal the call and path to ever-deepening union with God and unpack the secrets of the saints, revealing concrete steps to progress in prayer and lasting peace. To register, go to spiritualdirection.com slash events.
KATH 910AM welcomes Emerson on Harvest Hill as a new sponsor. It's a senior living community in North Dallas near St. Rita Parish. Amenities include chef-prepared meals each day, transportation, social and educational events and activities, 24-hour security, as well as participation in the sacraments. To learn more about Emerson on Harvest Hill or to arrange a tour and visit, you can contact Karen Ray via email at kray at emersonharvesthill.com or you can visit their website, emersononharvesthill.com. The Young Catholic Professionals of Dallas is proud to host Bill Tierney as their May executive speaker. Bill currently serves as the Vice President of Marketing at Southwest Airlines. He's a graduate of the University of Dallas, a proud father of five daughters, a husband, and a devout Catholic. The event takes place on Wednesday, May 26th at 7 p.m. at Vera Space in Las Colinas. For more information and to RSVP, visit ycpdallas.org. Victory Investment Strategies is a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. They pray for continued blessings on all who make Catholic Radio possible in North Texas. The unique programming is vital to our daily lives. Victory Investment Strategies is a full-service investment firm owned by Joel and Elizabeth Victory, members of St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth. They offer a variety of products and will customize a plan to fit your individual needs. 866-810-6800. 866-810-6800. Securities